You're listening to Shep Life with 1FM's Terry Cowley. I think my next two guests are amazing. They are the joint winners of the Male Volunteer of the Year, which was just announced on Monday. Good morning to Alex Sislov and Peter Finlay. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Terry. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. I've just just popped their masks off to have a chat for our listeners. Now, um, I'm sure that you can summarise the volunteer work that you've you've done yourselves. I'll just uh, give a little bit of a potted history. Alex works for the Light... Or sh- I shouldn't say work... Volunteers for the Lighthouse Project, uh, is involved with Marupna Park Primary School, the Life Skills Program, an active member of Murchison CFA and teaches young people woodwork. And Peter is involved with the Youth Referral and Independent Person Program. So he attends police interviews for young people where a parent or guardian can't be present. That sometimes means being available 24-7. Now, these uh, two men hadn't really met until um, they were brought together on a, on a Zoom uh, presentation for the Volunteer Awards, which was shown by Greater Shepparton City Council on Monday. But it um, seems like you've got quite a bit in common, you two. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, we both like volunteering, I suppose, so that's the main um, main thing we have in common. So you're both retired? We're both retired, yes. And what was it that made you think, well, a lot of you know, people go fishing or you know, do more selfish pursuits. What was it, uh, perhaps we'll start with you, uh, Peter, what was it that drew you to volunteer work, in particular the kind of work that you're involved in? Um, I've always wanted to, to do some sort of voluntary work and when I did retire I felt that I just needed um, something in my life that I could do to try and help mainly young people um, and that was my main aim was to to help young people. I basically just went on to seek volunteer pro, uh, a, um, computer and had a look and seen that there was the Youth Referral and Independent Persons Program. So I inquired about that and um, since then I've, which I've been involved with for just over 20 months now and done just on about 100 interviews with young people that that have been um, taken into police stations for interviews. Fantastic. And what about yourself, Alex? Yeah, when I retired, like, it's a, it's a time thing. Um... But it, for me, it's just having some meaning in your life, having some purpose and meaning. Um, and yes, you can go off and do your selfish, as you say, selfish things, uh, which I still do. Don't don't worry about that. Oh, we've got to have self care in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just providing some meaning uh, to my life, and hopefully transferring that to some other people's lives too. Like you, you, you have this whole life experience and knowledge. And just to fade away into the distance and uh, not put it to some use, I just just didn't. It wasn't me anyway. So yeah, I felt I should be involved and to give something back too. You know, put tell, something back. Tell me the, about. Uh, I know that during the, the volunteer presentation, you you talked about, uh, or maybe it was was after off air. You were talking about just um, being that positive influence for a young kid who may not have that. Yeah, I think it's important. Uh, like s- some of these uh, kids, um, the, they don't always have positive role models in their lives. Uh, you know, like teachers obviously are, but um, some of their uh, domestic circumstances aren't, aren't great, to say the least. 
and <clears throat> that really impacts on the way they think about themselves and, and the world. And I think um, if they can have exposure to as many positive role models as possible, it can't completely overcome those adverse circumstances, but um, it, it, it should help a little bit. And um, also just, I suppose, the thing for me that not, not all kids are academics. Mm. Um, th there's different sorts of intelligences and sitting in a classroom absorbing information and writing and reading is, is one form of intelligence, but it's not the only form of intelligence. And other people are good with their hands, other people are good at sport and uh, there's all, you know, music and sort of... Uh, so for me, teaching hands-on practical skills... Um, I think it's important for kids to, to think that, well, they're actually, to find something that they're actually good at. So yeah, so have you seen some kids who are not necessarily academic and you've been able to help them with their woodworking or whatever and you've seen that, you know, that bright spark oh, there? Um, n most days that I go, yeah, it's just, you know, like I've had kids where we've just even... Uh, last year it was, we were just mucking around. I'd sort of run, I'd run out of ideas on what things to build with them and I just had a box full of scrap timbers just off cuts and stuff and I thought I just spilled it out onto the table and said okay kids we're just going to whatever you want to make but you know I, I, I've run out of ideas <laughs> you go for it I said I'll help you with it I've said yep. you draw a little design and we'll uh, just whatever you can find and the stuff they come up with was amazing. I mean, um, I remember one girl had built some big float. She had bits and pieces glued and nailed and stuck on and another kid made a little, um, I think it was some sort of cartoon, oh, something he'd got off some video game and he wanted to make a recreation of that. And it's about tapping into that creativity, isn't it? Oh, it's creativity, it's, it's manual skills, yep. it's the independence and... Um, like, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a qualified teacher. I just sort of see myself more as a facilitator to let, let, give them an environment that's a bit different to the normal school environment and let them experience new things about themselves, hopefully, that they haven't experienced before, and, and positive things, obviously. Peter, tell us a bit more about some of the experiences you've had through the Youth Referral and Independent Person Program. Okay, I... Um with the Youth Referral and Independent Persons Program, it's basically our main aim is to be able to refer young people to um, referral agencies around their local area. Um, because of confidentiality, I can't actually comment on any specific cases, but it's um, a situation where a young person is taken into custody. They must, it's legislated in Victoria that they must have a parent, guardian or an independent person present if they're between the age of 10 and 18. Um, and there's lots of reasons, even if the young person is living with their parent or guardian, that they can't attend. They may have younger siblings at home or they may be a victim of family violence or... There's lots of different situations that a parent can't be available. So an independent person is called in. Um, we sit with the young person and talk to them before the interview, go through their legal rights uh, and let them know. If they haven't been interviewed by police before, let them know what the uh, outcome, or not so much the outcome, but what the interview is going to look like for them. Um, we can facilitate 
a legal practitioner or a lawyer for the young person. And there's many things that go through their minds and what they would like. You know, they may be sitting there and if they're a young person, they may be a bit frightened to ask if they were to go to the toilet or something like that, whereas they're the sort of things that we look after them with. Um, get them a Milo or whatever they would like. But the main aim of the program is to be able to refer that young person to um, a organisation. There's lots around Shepparton like Bridge Youth Services, Headspace, uh, Drug and Alcohol Counselling, uh, Lifeline. Um, so they're the sort of areas that we try and get the young person to take on board. Not always that happens, but we do try as hard as we can with that. Seems like you're, you're, um, both of you are really aiming for the same thing. It's just a bit of self-belief in our young people. Yeah, I think with, with young people, it's always, and as Alex said, it's always good to have a little bit of guidance. And if sometimes there's some young people in our community that don't get a lot of guidance and um, there's many, many volunteers out there with different programs that do some amazing work and if we can start with the young people, I think it's it's good. Um, I know that was my main aim when I finished working was to look at that sort of age group in teenage years. So um, if I can help in any way, possible and it's always good feeling when that young person walks out of the police station that turns around and says thank you very much and that's all I need um you know I wasn't expecting to be awarded anything for it I I just wanted to do something to for my own personal um way of you know helping so all the same it's good to recognize people who do a lot of work for our community and don't get paid um if for no other reason um than to encourage others to do it so congratulations to both of you on behalf of myself and uh and one fm obviously we run on uh, a lot of volunteers here Mm. um so is there anything uh you know in, in closing that you'd like to say in relation to receiving the award or maybe to encourage some others to step forward and uh i mean there's there's limitless volunteer opportunities in our community i would imagine uh, could I just endorse what Peter was saying, that um, you, you don't go into this looking for rewards. Um, I, I didn't even know this award thing existed until you know, I'd been nominated. And I, I think I speak for Peter and I suspect yourself and all volunteers. Um, you don't, the rewards, uh, working with the people that you're working with, whether you're handing out food or you're um, in the court with them or in a classroom with them, it's that knowing that you, you've made a difference, maybe not a huge difference in their lives, but just making a, a small positive difference in their life. That, that you know, When you, you have kids trying to learn a new skill, in my case, you know, use a, a cordless drill or something like that, and they struggle with it and then they actually succeed and you see that smile on their face, like they know they've done it, that's your reward. That that's, and I'm sure I can speak for Peter and and everyone else in that regard. When, you, like you said, you know, when someone thanks you when they walk away from their court process, that um, that that's the reward. You know, you are making a difference. Final word to you, Peter. Sorry. Final word to you. 
Yeah, look, I'm, I'm the same with um, Alex. It's, uh, I think if anybody out there is wanting something um, to take on, volunteer work is really rewarding. Um, it's. Uh, I didn't feel when I first started that I would ever have a, an award like this and uh, I'm really honoured to be able to accept the reward that... Um, so it's um, if anybody is out there, there is lots of different areas of volunteering, whether it be food share or any of those sort of places. So you know, it's um, it is a great a great feeling to and satisfying to um, be able to do the volunteer work. Well, thanks so much for your time this morning, gentlemen. And again, congratulations to our joint winners of the Male Volunteer of the Year Awards, Alex Sislove and Peter Finlay. And uh, best of luck in continuing to do the great work that you do. Thank you. You've been listening to the Shep Life Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on SoundCloud. Find it on the 1FM Facebook page or search Shep Life Group on Facebook. Once approved, you'll be kept up to date with links to future shows. If you'd like to hear the show live, you can tune in to 98.5 on your radio or stream through fm985.com.au or the TuneIn app on your Android or iOS device. Friday mornings from 9am to midday.